Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is. The Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. And here's what's on tap for this hour. We're going to talk about logistics. As, as long as we're talking about war and Middle East stuff, I thought it would be smart to talk just briefly about logistics. We'll do a little brief history. We'll talk about that. I will get to some emails. Once I'm done talking about logistics, though, I want to address this story about the Montana family, their teen daughter being taken away from them, the pro-lifers going to prison. There's a lot we have to do this hour. So, of course, I'm going to start off with something totally unrelated. I've been thinking a lot about Iran and Russia and China and all these things going on. And the question was simply about moving ammo, logistics, moving equipment to and fro. You know that Hitler's invasion of the Soviet Union initially went amazingly well. Did you know that? It's called Operation Barbarossa. 
it's the largest military campaign in the history of the world comfortably. Com- nothing else is even close. In fact, if you were to separate Operation Barbarossa out from World War II, it would be one of the biggest world wars in history. That's how, that's how many armies were involved, or at least how many people were involved, how many people died. Well, initially, Hitler was charging through. The Nazi war machine was just so much better than the Red Army. Stalin, of course, because he's a dirty communist. Stop me if you've heard this before. He purged the military of anybody political who disagreed with him and filled it up with a bunch of commies who agreed with him. None of that could happen here, of course, anyway. So the Red Army, at first at least, was it sucked. The Nazis kept surrounding Russian armies and annihilating them, or the Russian army would surra- uh, surrender. And when I say annihilating them, I want you to picture this. I want you to picture not not a thousand dudes, not a little camp, a three hundred thousand man army surrounded by Nazis, and then the Nazis began firing artillery into it, and then eventually the Russians would surrender. Only. Neither side could really surrender to the other side in that war because they just killed them all. Yeah, your 200,000-man army can surrender. No, 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 no. We'll, t- we'll take good care of you, of course. Oh, what's that? None of them made it back to Berlin? Whoops. Don't know what happened. We must have lost them somewhere along the way. The, initially, the Nazi, Nazi invasion of the Soviet Union went very well. What stopped it is not the cold. Not the cold. Yes, the cold ended up affecting them badly at the end towards Stalingrad. And yes, they had problems because of the cold. What stopped the Nazi invasion of the Soviet Union was the mud. You have all this equipment, all these tanks, look at all this armor. Look at everything's going so smoothly. Yeah, that tank worked really well right up to the point it sank into the mud. Getting things, getting men, getting materials. As soon as that starts to happen, the men at the front start to starve. Or they start to run out of ammo. Or water, whatever the case may be, it matters. This is going to come back to where we are today. Same thing in uh, one of the most famous battles, but really not that studied, is the Battle of Okinawa in World War II. That was kind of the last battle before we got to the mainland. Okinawa was pretty much attached to the Japanese mainland. I did six months there when I was in the Marines. Okinawa had been on the island itself. Okinawa was horrible. It was horrible because they decided to essentially retract all their forces from the beaches. And there was a big ridge line called the Shuri Line where the Japanese put everything into and there was crossfire and it was a nightmare and so initially we we kind of were just walking through the island and everything was going well it's a lovely island all oh, is very well the tropics and then you got to the shuri island and that's where people started to die but it wasn't just the shuri line that caused so much death in okinawa it was the mud eventually the rains fell and i've been on okinawa during rains like this And it just turned the whole place to soup. And soon, how that looks on the ground, soon the men at the front run out of ammo. The men at the front run out of food. And, you know, look, I tell you about food all the time when I talk about My Patriot Supply and other things. When you run out of food, 
It doesn't matter if you're the toughest guy on earth. No, there are Marines. Marines have to eat too or they die. Or they don't have the energy to keep going. You can't get ammo to places. You run out of stuff. And I, I said all that to say this. We have this dust up happening in the Middle East. And no, I, I'm not saying it's going to be World War III. I actually think the Biden administration is so committed to not doing any of that. They're just only focused about the election that I actually don't. I, I don't know that there's going to be a, a world. I, I, I'm not telling you that. I don't think there's going to be. But if stuff like this kicks off, we run into a problem I don't think people are considering. We run into a problem of logistics. We've already been run out of the Red Sea. You realize that? The vaunted American Navy has already been run out of the Red Sea by the Houthi rebels. If we're eventually going to launch another big military campaign in the Middle East, how are we getting the necessary men and equipment to the places they need to be? Well, Jesse, our allies, well, this is the problem when it comes to foreign policy. And this is the problem when you have a country that is currently set up like ours, where one party will take over. And of course, that party sucks. That would be the GOP. But they have a fairly sane, or no, no, not fairly sane. The GOP foreign policy is awful. A more sane foreign policy. Trump's foreign policy was outstanding. Well, your allies get stronger and everything gets better. And eventually when you need something, that's good. But then the communists take over. And they promptly spit in the face of all of your allies. Israel, you suck. Hey, Saudi Arabia, screw you. Iran, I love you. And what you've done is you've made things so shaky because now nobody internationally can trust your word on anything. So if you're the American president and something terrible kicks off and, okay, uh, I need to get a bunch of manpower in here. Well, what do you do if that's, let's say, Saudi Arabia? And Saudi Arabia says, ooh, <clears throat> you wanted to stage a bunch of men here? Well, here's the thing. Uh, you just got done telling the world over and over again that oil is evil and oil's the devil. And in fact, you've announced publicly your plans to destroy the oil industry. We here in Saudi Arabia, we run on oil. So we don't think it's in our national best interest to host American troops at this time. Thanks. Have a good one. Stuff people don't think about, but I do think about it. And I'll tell you what else I think about. I think about a future where the government takes our children. And maybe that's just because I'm a parent. But every time I hear one of these stories, it makes me, I'll be honest with you, it makes me afraid. As a parent, now I'm not as worried about my boys now. They're 13 and 15. Even if you came and took them, they'd probably just escape and come back anyway. I'm not worried about that. I've raised my boys. My boys are good. But how many parents out there have to live in fear of what this couple is going through in Montana, the Colstad couple? Krista and Todd Colstad are their name. And I initially did not talk about this because I wasn't sure it was real. It was so horrible and it was in Montana. Montana's a solidly red state. Right? I grew up in Montana. It's solidly red now. I thought there's no way it happened there. But by now we can confirm that it is happening. They have a 14-year-old daughter. A 14-year-old daughter who has been poisoned by the culture around her. This 14-year-old daughter now wants to, quote, transition 
Now, let's be honest. You can't become a boy if you're a girl. If you're a boy, you can't become a girl. You can't change your sex. When they're talking about transition, they're talking about mutilation, chemical, physical. They're 14-year-old babies losing her mind. And Montana just showed up and took their baby from them. Let's have just an honest conversation here. We've talked a lot about how the communist is coming for your kids. He's coming for your kids. He's after your kids, after your kids. And it's one thing to talk about it. It's one thing to point out a a news story here, a news story there. It's time to acknowledge this is something that is happening now with regularity. If you're not going to allow him or her to destroy and poison your child, they will simply send the government to your home They will send law enforcement to your home to stick a gun in your face and take your child away from you. We need to understand why. Then we need to fight back. We'll talk about that next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Tuesday. Remember, you can email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All right, this Montana story about their their teen daughter being taken from them is horrific. Look, we can go through this all day. There's a school district in Connecticut. They're removing Veterans Day and Columbus Day from the school calendar. Should I should I keep going? You you have even the President of the United States of America regularly saying things like this. Children are the kite strings. They're not somebody else's. They're all our children. Are the kite strings that lift our national ambition. They're all our children. They say that a lot. They're all our children. They're all our children. They're not someone else's. They're all of our kids. I need to remind you about that high school girl we played this last night, raised in a loving home, twisted, poisoned by her communist English teachers, now stands up in public and trashes her own father. I was inspired to come and speak today by my English teachers. In my high school years, I have come to know most of the teachers in the department and found that they are a brilliant and kind group of people who truly do act in the interest of of every student. I'm here to make a point about the dangerous consequences of book banning in public education. I love both of my parents dearly, but tonight I would like to focus on my father and the concomitantly detrimental effect he has had on my life. He is a concern. Yeah, you, you got it. We don't have to play it all again. It's too heartbreaking to play. Should I play this Rhode Island teacher one more time? This is This is a teacher. When she walks into class, she has a mission. And it ain't teaching your kids how to read. I'd like to point out um, on the parental right to information, I don't think parents should be notified simply because society assumes that every child has a well-meaning family culture that is accepting of this. Sometimes the worst thing you can do is involve a parent in some of these issues based on their own beliefs and their own culture. My point would be that we never notify a parent on these issues unless the child's life is in danger. I don't think we should notify parents on many issues that we notify parents on. Why are they so adamant about taking our children from us? Why? Well, listen, this is nothing new, as we've talked about before on the show. The Soviets did this. The East Germans did this. Mao famously did this. This is every single communist country. Children are taken, 
broken, manipulated away from their parents? What's the base motivation for this? Is it because they want them all uh, to go trans or something like that? No, actually. Now, that's a, a nice benefit for them. That's not the base motivation. Remember this. Communism is what? Everyone knows it by now. What is it? A religion of the what? The malcontent. A religion of the malcontent. Because it's a religion of the malcontent, they cannot have happy, stable people. A happy, stable person will never choose communism. Ever, 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 ever. If the person is not miserable, bitter, malcontented, broken, then you can't recruit them. This is all about recruiting. I have one more for you. This is a law professor from William and Mary. Do you have any idea how much money it costs to send Aiden, Jaden, and Braden to William and Mary? I want you to listen. Now, I know you're going to be mad at him, and yes, he's a demon and he sucks. Listen to how he views your children and... Who actually has the right to them? Why do we need a parental rights amendment? Here's why. The state needs to be the ultimate guarantor of a child's well-being. There's just no alternative to that. The reason parent-child relationships exist is because the state confers legal parenthood on people through its paternity and maternity laws. That's the state that is empowering parents to do anything with children, to take them home, to have custody. You know, that, that, that'll, that'll be enough. The only reason you have a relationship with your kids, according to the communist, is because the state allowed you to have that relationship. You can hate that guy all you want, and you should, but you have to understand that's how the communist looks at your kids, your kid's social study teacher, the professor, the media, Joe Biden, on down. You, you would never look at kids across the street and say they should be mine. You might look and criticize the parenting. You might look and not like this or that. But you would never look at those kids and say, gosh, I want those kids. Those parents are teaching them things I don't like. And oh, I just need to take those kids from them. But the communist would never look at your kids any other way. He has always looked at your kids as his possession. He's just being very honest about it now. This is how it's always been done. And he knows if he can break them behind your back, that's why they don't want they don't, they don't want your kid coming home and saying, Daddy, Daddy, my English teacher told me to chop my breasts off. That's the last thing in the world they want. That's why they try to prevent it. If he can just shatter them, if he can just destroy their soul, destroy their mind, that kid, yes, he'll be destroyed, but that kid will vote Democrat until he commits suicide at 25. He will. All they have to do is shatter your baby. And we can't assume this is only taking place in red area or in blue areas. This took place in Montana. They took a 14-year-old girl away from her parents in Montana and the useless, nutless GOP governor already announced he basically won't do anything about the whole thing. This is happening everywhere. Wherever there are communists, and they are everywhere, I assure you, they are after your children. Protect them.
as if wolves are around them because they are. Talk to them. Every night, talk to them. Take them upstairs when it's bedtime and tuck them in with their new flannel sheets from my pillow and talk to them about the communism they learned that day. And maybe your kid, now listen, maybe your kid will get distracted and say, Dad, but I don't want to talk about social studies because my new MyPillow 2.0 that was 50% off, the temperature regulating thread makes me sleep so well. And you're going to, tell, you're going to say to him, you're going to say, Aiden, listen, I understand I love my MyPillow too, but we actually just need to focus on social studies. Besides, we don't need to dwell on MyPillow. Daddy got a great deal because it was 50% off. Did you know everything right now at MyPillow is 50% off? It's New Year's sale time. Mattresses, mattress toppers, flannel sheets, ah, towels, you name it. You have to go to MyPillow.com, though. Click on the radio listener special square. Use the promo code JESSE while you're talking to Jaden about school. Make sure he's tucked into MyPillow flannel sheets. There's nothing better than the flannel sheets. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. We're going to talk about... uh, this awful story about these pro-lifers in the communist DOJ, and then some emails. Next. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Tuesday. I love the Police Academy movies. Did you like the Police Academy movies, Chris? Oh, I always... What? What did you say? Just the first two? I, don't, I remember liking them all, but granted, I was just... I was. I was a younger kid. Maybe not all of them. That may be too much. But Hightower, I remember Hightower. And the dude, the, uh, who is the dude who made all the voices? The, oh, that dude was hilarious who made all the voices. I remember when I was a kid, I used to try. I'd sit in my room and try to do that. I could never. I wasn't any good at, at any of that, really, with skills or anything like that. But it was awesome. Anyway, all right, all right. Let's, let's just do something real quick. Um. Pro-lifers have been found guilty. They were attacked. There's six of them. They were attacked by Biden's DOJ. Uh, Peaceful protest at an abortion facility. They're looking at 11 years in the clink. They need your prayers, obviously. Uh, These are wonderful human beings doing a wonderful thing. But it's probably helpful to look at how exactly these people were attacked. Who attacked them? Well, The main person behind it is a lady by the name of Kristen Clark. You've never heard of her name. No one has. Kristen Clark. You want to know what the system is? You want to know how it works, how it looks? Why is our system so poisoned by communists? Well, thank you, Kristen Clark, for providing the model. This is exactly how it happens. Who she is, she's the assistant attorney general for civil rights at the Department of Justice, the Assistant Attorney General for Civil Rights. She loves abortion, loves it. She was beside herself when Roe versus Wade was overturned. Now, she has a lofty position at the Justice Department, a position that, you know, justice is blind, right? Of course, she's not going to be partisan with it, but Kristen Clark doesn't see herself as an attorney or an attorney general or an American citizen. Kristen Clark sees herself as a soldier for communism. She sees herself as an apparatchik. When Roe versus Wade was overturned, Kristen Clark, she knew that she was in a position then to go after her political enemies. 
Now, she was put there by Obama. Probably healthy to go ahead and look at where she began. Oh, I know you're going to find this shocking. She began at the NAA Legal Defense and Education Fund. This is just a couple of the highlights of her career. Voting rights, of course. LGBTQ rights. Disability rights. Religious rights. Not yours, of course. She was, I know you're going to find this wild, deeply involved in facilitating illegal immigration. It's weird how they pose as race activists or gay activists, yet because it's all the same team, they end up involved in every single communist cause. Anyway, after a whole career of race hustling, she's now in a lofty position of power. She believes, as all communists do, in using power to do one of two things. What are those two things the communist does with power? What are they? The communist rewards his friends. The communist punishes his enemies. For the communist, there's no other point in having power. He doesn't have some sense of duty. Kristen Clark doesn't get teared up at the national anthem. She doesn't cry when soldiers die. She doesn't think about the greatness of the country. She doesn't, I had a conversation with my kids this morning. Boys, how blessed are we to be here? How blessed are, she's never once had a conversation like that with anybody in her life ever. Kristen Clark's entire career is about burning the place down. And now instead of being stuck on a street corner where she belongs, she's in a position of huge power because communists have taken over the Democrat party and now She's going to send six pro-lifers to prison, federal prison. These are not criminals. Federal prison for years. I don't know that it'll be 11. It's up to 11 years they're facing. Who knows? But they're going to prison. That's why your government feels so evil. That's why your government feels as if it's completely against you. It feels that way because it is. And it is that way because Barack Obama and then Joe Biden after him have spent, they spent every waking moment filling up the government with people just like this. And maybe now you're saying, well, Jesse, why didn't Republicans get them out? Look, I said communists believe in using power, not Republicans. Republicans get into office. And they do everything they can to show the communists how kind they intend to be to them. And they act as if that's going to be reciprocated. Bill Clinton got into office. Every U.S. attorney, gone. Goodbye, gone. Why? He wanted people loyal to him. George Bush didn't do that. Barack Obama got into office. Barack Obama cleaned out American military's leadership. Generals, admirals, over a hundred of them. Gone. Goodbye. See ya. Studying social media pages. Hey, look at this guy. This guy looks like this guy looks like a Republican. Hey, did you see this admiral? He's got a Bush sticker on his car. Gone. Goodbye. Career over. See ya. Republicans get into office. Hey, uh, we would never do that. We're gonna do things the right way now. And now. Now that we've done things the right way for so long, Vladimir Lenin runs the Justice Department and spends his time hunting down the enemies of the regime. 
we must get we must get real comfortable using power. Oh, here, look, along those lines, let's get to some emails here. Remember, you can email me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse, I remember when I was in the service, I was getting out of Iraq. There was a push to enlist and promote what's now called BIPOC. BIPOC, in case you're wondering, is another one of these commie words. It stands for Black, Indigenous, and Peoples of Color. Officers and enlisted didn't matter. Now, in an odd way, it appears the Biden administration has pushed to remove whitey and anyone of right-leaning. What's the race, race grifter going to say when the media is publishing death rolls and the casualties are all BIPOC? Well, they don't care because the issue is never about the issue. It was never about black people or indigenous people or people of color. It was always about power. In the end, it's all about power. Whatever you can do to attack your enemies and reward your friends that's how the communist looks at things. It's never about tolerance or being nice or misogyny or being or being race blind or it's never about any of those things. In the end, it's about power. If an entire military unit gets wiped out and they're all BIPOC people, the American media is not going to go on and whine about that in any way that would hurt the regime. If anything, they'll probably get on there and say, look at this. All these BIPOC people were killed. Probably because Trump created this unit. This is a unit Trump created. This goes to show just how white supremacist the right is. The issue is never the issue. They're lying at all times. Hello, Jesse. Did you just say Freebird is too long? (laughs) Is Stairway to Heaven too long for you? Have you never gone to a concert? My dad listens to you and I work on college work while listening. And if my jaw didn't drop down, causing me to lose my focus on college work, Dad started listening to you a few years ago, and I've never disagreed with you more. You better be glad he was taking a nap, and he's a huge fan of rock music. (laughs) I just had to write in today for the first time because of how shocked I was at what you said. I suppose we'll put our differences aside to better the country, though. Regards, a listener. Look, I'm not anti-Freebird. It's too long. I said what I said. I heard it through the grapevine from CCR. It's too long. Stay where they have it. It's too long. No one wants to hear you jam out. You're jamming out because you're on stage probably doing drugs with your buddies. Normal people want a three or four minute song. Get in, get out. All right? Headlines I didn't get to in some emails. Next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. Before we get to some emails I didn't get to and headlines I didn't get to. to you see this little old gem from Richard Nixon? Man, you got to be honest, whatever you think of old Tricky Dick, he kind of nailed the media on this one, and he nailed what it meant for the country. More importantly, what it meant for our future. When we think of the media in this country, the problem is uh, that they have a sense of self-righteousness, a double standard on issue after issue after issue. Uh, They can find everything wrong with somebody else, but they will not look inside and ever admit that they could be wrong themselves. I didn't get a chance to make a farewell address, but uh, when I get old enough and decide to retire, and I'm not planning it at the moment, but when I get that old, uh, if I make a farewell address, I think I would warn against the media elitist complex. You know, the media is always talking about uh, the imperial presidency, the power of the imperial presidency. I think we ought to hear a little bit of discussion of the imperial media and its power. You see, presidential power is limited, limited by the courts, 
limited by the Congress. The media's power is unlimited. Hmm. He wasn't that far off, was he? All right, let's get to some emails. Jesse, my husband and I are about to become empty nesters. Live in California, sending our son off to college. We want to leave. You can't decide which red state we want to move to. My husband's a lawyer, so we want to choose a state where he doesn't have to take another bar exam, which leaves us with Georgia, Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Texas. Which state would you recommend? Mm. So as I can say her name, her name is Leslie. This is a very difficult question because... I love these different states for different reasons. I will tell you, Georgia, we used to go down to Georgia. My old man had some friends in Georgia. We used to, when I lived in Ohio, we'd go down to Georgia. I love Georgia, and more specifically, the Georgian food is really good. I Really, anywhere in the South, they know how to eat. I would probably say of all these places, Georgia probably has the superior food. Food, and I know I'm going to catch a lot of guff for that, but they probably do. Maybe Texas, but it's close with Georgia. Kentucky and Tennessee have the most beautiful country. It's beautiful. Blue Ridge Mountains and Smoky Mountains. I love Tennessee. I'll probably honestly live in Tennessee one day. The lakes. I learned to swim in Tennessee. Now, no, I, I was not given lessons. My dad threw me off of a boat, but I learned to swim in Tennessee. It was a wonderful time. Um, Texas... Texas and Georgia are neck and neck for the best food. I really like Texas because if, God forbid, all this does come apart on us, Texas has its own power grid. Texas could be an extremely powerful country if it was on its own. I like the vastness and power of Texas, the economy of Texas. Oh, gosh. I don't know how to answer that question. I don't think I can answer that question. Uh, I don't know that I can answer that. Don't sleep on Georgia. Now... I don't know if Georgia is lost or not. I don't think it is. Georgia was red forever. We had two Republican senators there, and then we managed to screw all that up with a don't vote, it's all rigged idiocy. So now we have two Democrat senators there. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't answer your question. Look, you can't. Look, here's the good news you can't go wrong with any of that. Any of that. North Carolina, too. Don't sleep on North Carolina. They have my favorite airport in the country in Charlotte. Mighty Samurai, I hear a lot about how the Biden administration's planning to do a response. Why am I not hearing about what Jordan is going to do in response to this attack? Well, there, look, this is a complicated region. It's a complicated place. You should understand something. The king of Jordan, Jordan as a king, he's kind of a Muslim protector of the Islamic population over there. I don't know if protector is the best way I can put it. Here's a great way I can put it. You know that Golden Dome in Jerusalem? It's a Muslim place. That Golden Dome is Muslim. Do you know who administers that? Who's in charge of it? The King of Jordan. It's, it's, it's a different area. If you're the King of Jordan... You have to be real careful with taking any stance on anything. Jordan and Israel actually have a decent relationship now. But remember that Hamas attack in Israel? Jordan, they didn't support Hamas. They wouldn't take in any refugees in Palestine. At the same time, they didn't say to Israel, yeah, go get them either. You're not going to see a lot of that over there. All right. Oh, one last thing I have to say to the people who are moving. If you've been in California... The cold might be a problem for you. You can get into some cold, especially in Kentucky and Tennessee. Body tends to ache in the cold. Doesn't mean don't move there. 
All that means is you need to get your relief factor before you go. Remember, aches, pains, knees, feet, back, joints, muscles. It's part of growing older. It's just the way it goes. You wake up one morning and your freaking knee hurts. You don't have to grab the ibuprofen bottle and liquefy your liver. Start taking relief factor every day. All natural, drug-free, all natural. Again, we want to stick with natural, 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 natural. They have three-week quick start kits for nineteen ninety-five. Why don't you try a few weeks with Relief Factor and watch your pain disappear? If it doesn't work, stop taking it. I want you to. I think you might have a new lease on life. 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Or you can go to relieffactor.com. 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Three weeks, man. Three weeks, 1995. Uh, I'd say that's probably worth the risk, no? And now... Here's a headline. By, go, you know, the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. 15 actions Biden has taken to open the U.S. border without congressional approval. Just a reminder, Biden got into office, and I believe the number is over 60, 60 executive orders designed to open up the border, including ceasing the construction of the border wall. It's not a fumble. It's not a stumble. It's not a whoopsie. Democrats want the border open because they want to collapse the country. I can't make it any clearer for these useless Republicans. NSA purchase Americans' internet browsing data without warrants, Senate documents show. Don't worry, I'm sure the communists at the NSA purchased your internet browsing data for the most innocent of reasons, I'm sure. Exclusive, Disneyland posts woke wheel of privilege in employee kitchen, removes it after Daily Wire inquiry. These people, they're really bad. And these are the people who run our children's programming. Maybe skip that trip to Disney. Democrats brace for anti-Israel protests at Chicago Convention. One of the most enjoyable things I've found after all this Israel-Hamas stuff is how Democrats have been suffering from these street communists who were previously on their side, and now they're mad about it, and now they're getting screamed at all the time, and it's just absolutely terrific. Don't get me wrong. These street communists are all just going to be arrested as soon as they become too much of a problem. But for now, I'm enjoying it. Cotton says, that's Tom Cotton, Biden's appeasement of Iran allowed U.S. deaths, deaths, uh, devastating retaliation is necessary. That sounds good, and I don't necessarily disagree, Do keep in mind, we don't even have artillery shells now in the military, courtesy of all this foreign enjoyment. You can email me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. That's all. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.